0: Welcome to Equipped and Established, a podcast of Valley Bible Church where we seek to equip people with the Word of God to be established in the truth. Hey everyone, this is episode 17 of the Equipped and Established podcast. Thanks for listening. Today's episode is part of our Q&A series where we answer questions submitted by our listeners. And this week we're looking at the topic of church leadership. And specifically, uh, we are looking at the question that was submitted was when most other churches have head pastors or senior pastors, why do you use a different title and call them a teaching elder? Okay, so this question is a little more specific to our church. Okay, and as you can tell from the question, we choose um, to cannot use the titles of senior pastor or lead pastor or head pastor or whatever you want to uh, fill in the blank there with that. Uh, but instead, we try to refer to an individual as a teaching elder or a primary teacher. And so uh, the person who teaches on Sunday mornings, we would refer to them as our primary teacher or our teaching elder. And so before getting into the specifics of why we do that, Uh, I thought it'd be helpful to kind of take a step back here and just briefly look at what the Bible actually says concerning leadership within the church. And I think this is purposeful because it really sets the stage for my answer to that specific question, okay? So I think as we kind of go through the scriptures, as we go through the New Testament specifically to talk about uh, leadership in the church, I think hopefully you'll start to see kind of why we do what we do and why we refer to this person maybe a little differently than how other churches tend to uh, view this individual or uh, uh, reference or call this individual, okay? And so kind of start out, right? It, in the New Testament, we have really the teaching that the church is to be led by uh, elders and deacons, essentially, okay? and so um, and we're going to focus more so on the elders. And so uh, the New Testament talks about the church being led by a qualified group of men known as elders. Some churches uh, still around hold to what we would call a congregational rule, which is essentially like the congregation itself, right? Like all the people in the church, um, they are the ultimate authority. Okay, so they kind of vote on things or all that as a congregation and make those decisions as a congregation. However, um, first off, we don't really see that in scripture. Okay. Um, but then secondly, uh, I think that's, that kind of practically is hard to reconcile with passages like, say for example, like Hebrews 13, 17, uh, which instructs the congregation to submit to their leaders. And so if the congregation is the ultimate authority, then how are you to also at the same time submit to your leaders? Okay, so you start to see, like, it kind of doesn't seem to quite work very well. And so, um, again, this is a very simplistic uh, argument for this, but you dive in deeper if you want. But kind of the idea, right, is more so we see throughout the New Testament is the pattern of churches being led by a group of men. Okay, which some passages identify as elders or uses the terms like overseers sometimes or even pastors or leaders, kind of that. Okay, but they're all kind of referring to that same group of of men, which we would call like the elders. And so um, as we go through, and we'll go through some examples here of what we, that we see this is the case. But if you, you'll kind of catch if you're paying attention here is that as we go through this pattern of. The church in the New Testament, we see this also emphasis on this being a group of men, not an individual person or an individual pastor. Okay. So for example, let's look at some passages. So Acts 14, 23. So at the end of Paul's first missionary journey, that passage says, and when they had appointed elders, notice the plural there, elders, for them in every church, That's a singular, okay, church. With prayer and fasting, they committed them to the Lord in whom they had believed. Okay, so you have Paul there um, appointing elders in every church. Okay, so the plural elders in every church, singular. Okay. You also have that kind of same construct in James 5.14. James instructs those who are sick to call for the elders, plural, of the church, Singular. Okay, so he instructs these people, call the elders of the church. And you see in Acts 20, Paul calls for the elders of the church in Ephesus, meets with them. Philippians 1.1, Paul greets the overseers and the deacons, again in the plural. And even in Titus 1.5, you have Paul instructing Titus that he kind of left him in Crete to put in order what remained, and that involved appointing elders. Okay, so part of that bringing order to a church was to have elders, again in the plural. And then you even have like Peter in First Peter five talking about he's exhorting the elders. Okay, so again in the plural. And so hopefully you you get the idea there that the New Testament speaks of churches being led by elders who are a qualified group of men. We see those qualifications like in Titus 1 and 1 Timothy 3, which speak of uh, the character qualifications of those men who should be elders. Um, And again, as I mentioned before, and as well as they're being led not just by the elders, but also by the deacons who kind of serve under the elders to help kind of the ministries of the church, okay? But again, we can go more detail with deacons, but right now we're focusing on the elders. And so it is clear in the New Testament that the church is to be led by a plurality of leadership or a plurality of elders, not just one individual. It was meant to be a shared leadership. And so the New Testament does not specifically speak of a senior pastor or a lead pastor, but rather it just speaks of elders or leaders or overseers or pastors kind of a thing, right? Not just a specific senior pastor, And so, this kind of informs, going back to the initial question, then, this kind of informs how we view, like, this individual that teaches the Sunday morning services, primarily. And this is because we then believe that all elders should serve as one among equals. And so, that means that there is no one elder that is above another. We all lead the church together. So there's no one elder that holds more sway than the others. And so, for example, so we view the person who teaches on Sunday mornings not as our senior pastor, but rather he is the elder who teaches Sunday mornings. So we may call him the teaching elder or the primary teacher because one of his responsibilities is to teach the Sunday morning services. Okay, hopefully that makes sense. So he's an elder that just one of his roles is to teach the Sunday morning services, okay? So he is not above any of the other elders. He is a one among equals, but one of his responsibilities or roles or functions is to teach the Sunday morning services, which is why we would then call him a, like the teaching elder or the primary teacher. And again, it's not necessarily, like I'm not saying like to call someone a senior pastor is wrong or anything like that. I'm not necessarily saying that, right? But we try for us, right? Like we try to refrain from kind of that rhetoric of a senior pastor or elite pastor because I think this can often communicate that they are in some way above the other pastors or elders or they hold more weight than the elders. Because the reality is, like, all elders are pastors, okay? And so when you start to refer to a senior pastor, what that kind of communicates they're kind of above the other pastors. Okay, and I think this is really like what ends up being the case in a lot of churches, where the senior pastor really tends to be the one who kind of calls the shots. Okay, and it's almost like the other elders, if if there are any, um, just kind of are expected to kind of go along with the senior pastor's vision. And it's kind of like, well, he has this great idea, he has this kind of thought, and it's almost kind of every all the other elders are expected to like, yeah, just hop on board, get along, get on this elder's train, the senior pastor's train, and kind of move forward, okay? But I don't think this is how the plurality of elders should work, right? Like, I think it should be that shared leadership where it's the one among equals to where we work together to lead the church, okay? Because we should understand that, like I mentioned before, that All elders are, in a biblical sense, pastors of the church, and they share that leadership equally, okay? And so that's why we try to refer to a teaching elder, a primary teacher, rather than just a senior pastor or a lead pastor, okay? Because I think that can sometimes communicate wrongly of how the elders function amongst each other as well. Okay, there isn't one person just kind of running the show and the others are just expected to get on board. It is a shared leadership, right? And you can understand kind of the benefits of that, right? Where, like, everyone has their own strengths and weaknesses, right? And so if you're just being led by the one individual, then their weaknesses are going to be pronounced in the church. But if you have that shared leadership, then what? Like, some of the strengths of other elders will help the weaknesses of the other elders, okay, and so hopefully it kind of balances that out, okay, so you can start to see why that's so important, that's necessary um, for a church as well, and I think it's healthy for a church uh, to be led by a qualified group of elders, okay, that share that leadership equally, not just uh, like a senior pastor who kind of runs everything and lets, and then with the expectation that everyone needs to follow what they want, okay, okay, And so kind of to wrap up here, um, just maybe a little quicker Q&A with this kind of going through this. And again, we can go into a deeper dive of this whole topic, but this is kind of just kind of scratching the surface here of this question of kind of why we do what we do. And hopefully you can understand that's why we do. But I wanted to close here with just a quote from uh, the book called Biblical Eldership. And so it's by Alexander Strauch. I think that's how you pronounce that, uh, but again, if you want to deep dive onto the topic of elder, uh, elders, like, check out that book. That's um, a lot there. Again, be discerning when you read. Again, okay, I don't know if I'd agree with everything uh, he states in there, but um, but a large majority, I think I would, and uh, one that quotes I kind of stumbled across here, and I was kind of thinking through all this, um, is uh, as he kind of addresses this idea of a senior pastor, and I think it was just a helpful reminder for us to consider. And uh, so I wanted to read that here to kind of close. And he says in um, this chapter on kind of Bible-based leadership structure, uh, he states that uh, in the first century, no Christian would dare take the position or title of a sole ruler, overseer, or pastor of the church. We Christians today, however, are so accustomed to speaking of the pastor that we do not stop to realize that the New Testament does not. This fact is profoundly significant, and we must not permit our customary practice to shield our minds from this important truth. There is only one flock and one pastor, one body and one head, one holy priesthood and one great high priest, one brotherhood and one elder brother, one building and one corner, uh, and one cornerstone, one mediator, one Lord. Jesus Christ is senior pastor and all others are his under shepherds. And so, I don't know, I just feel like there's a fitting summary. I really like that um, way he describes that there of just, yeah, ultimately, right? The elders of the church, we're all under shepherds. There is the one, if you want to say, senior pastor, right? The senior shepherd, that's Christ, right? And so that's how we should view it. And so I think that's why we describe this position the way we do right is because we want to again express that shared leadership um that i believe the new testament speaks of and um we don't want to elevate one person over others right and i think there can quickly become issues with that okay as i kind of shared already And so hopefully that answers that question. Again, always feel free to ask follow-ups or different things uh, about any of these. Uh, But that's going to do it for today's episode. So we'll catch you all next time.